What's up, podcast listeners? This is episode number two, number dos of Advance Your Health. So I'm Dr. Bailey. I'm here with a special guest uh, for the second time, Dr. Kenna. She's an amazing naturopath, uh, has a really uh, expanded history on this topic. and I think you're going to dig it. If you don't, that's cool. You can always hang up, check something else out if you don't be healthy. But I'm here to advance your health. So if you want that, you're in the right place. So let's get started. What's up, Dr. Kenna? What's up, Dr. Jason? Thanks for having me again. It was super fun last time, so I'm really looking forward to today. You know, today is um, it's kind of tough for me to talk about, I'll be honest with you. I don't share this with a lot of people, so... I'm going to be transparent for a moment and how I got where I'm at. So I was 16 and I got an injury on a mountain bike. And we talked about that last time, how I mountain bike for the last 25 years. So about a year into my mountain biking experience, I really messed myself up to say the least. Flew over the handlebars, dislocated my shoulder, jacked up my spine. So I got home. My mom's like, all right, let's go to the hospital because like when you're when your kid comes home and his shoulders like three inches lower than the other side, you know, something is messed up. So I get to the hospital. The ortho is like morphine, morphine, get this guy sedated. Um, let's set his shoulder, set my shoulder. And when I left, it was a prescription for my medical doctor and a physical therapist. So. Physical therapy was going, it was moving, it was like making some changes. Um, I was on a constant opioid um, drip for a period of six to eight months, in which time I consumed multiple prescriptions to the point where most average 16-year-olds would have become addicted. Um, lucky for me, I'm a ginger and I say that because current research suggests that people who are ginger, uh, redhead tendency, have a different toleration of pain medication. So if you go to the dentist and you're on your fifth shot, there's a reason why, because your hair is red. Yes, my, my girl's like, no, there's no way you can feel this. I'm like, no, no, it hurts. I can feel the drill. She's like, no, no, you shouldn't be able to. I'm like, give me another injection. She's like, this is, this is number six. So, yeah, yeah, you can talk to her. She's awesome. Um, but the truth of the matter was I was on an opioid addiction, and that's a hot topic nowadays. Um, 150 people a day are dying from opioids, and I'm done. I don't yeah. want to see this continue. So we had a meeting, uh, a VIP event in my office. This is where Dr. Kenna and I met personally because I feel it's that important to me that I bring other healthcare providers with talents and services available to help my patients. That's just me being real. If I can't help you, I want to set you in touch with the people that can. So um, when I was 16, I was taking too many prescriptions. I was failing school, going from a straight A student to failure. And it was really tough for me because at that point in my life, I was getting ready to think about school. So I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And I actually got a full ride to Michigan State for the medical program. And 
which is so crazy because I had a full ride to medical school, yet a friend of mine introduced me to chiropractic, and at which point that changed my life, got me off medications and just changed my life. But the reason I bring this up is because today in 2019, there's so many alternatives to opioids that people could consume or use to manage and mitigate their pain that are natural, have no side effects, and could potentially benefit other areas of their health. So Dr. Kenna is an expert in CBD and CBG, and I want her to explain to you guys a little bit more about that because it might be something that's right for you, and if it can help you, I'm all for it. And let's get away from the whole stigma of CBD being addictive or it's, it's weed or it's marijuana. Listen, I get all that. I mean, we've all been young and in college once, but the reality is this is something different. And when Dr. Kenna explains it, she's going to make complete logical sense of why it's a good alternative to opioids. Yay. Thank you, Dr. Jason. This is one of my favorite subjects. So I have a lot to say. Um, but the first thing that I would like to just express is, um, a little bit of information about cannabis as a plant and kind of why it has the stigma that it does have. Um, cannabis is a plant that's been growing for thousands and thousands of years. And there's a lot of history of it kind of traveling along with humans as we um, navigate across the world and, and evolve as a species. The very first prescription of cannabis was written uh, back in 3000 BC by a Chinese emperor. So this has been used as a medicine for a very long time. Hold, it wasn't on. until, yes. Stop right there. Do you know okay. what's crazy? <laughs> what's crazy about that is that's the same year in the Ming Dynasty that chiropractic was referenced about manipulating really? the spine. I'm, I'm just going to drop that right there. Crazy. Interesting. Look, they were so ahead of their time, we say, but apparently just ahead of us. Um, so the thing is, too, that we even had it in our pharmacopoeia here in the U.S. up until uh, the early 1900s. And it wasn't until it started coming over, primarily people were bringing it in across the border, um, people are using it, that the, the U.S. government decided um, with some influence from some big businesses and pharmaceutical companies and uh, things like that, that it was time for us to no longer be using cannabis as a medicine or hemp as a medicine. Um, and so they changed the name to marijuana. They took the two most common names from uh, the Mexican descent at the time were Mary and Juan, and they named it marijuana to try to give the stigmatism um, around it that this is for people who are um, less than what you want to be. They even created a movie called Reefer Madness that basically showed a lot of young, white, 20-somethings uh, smoking a little bit of cannabis, and then all of a sudden they're murdering each other and, and, and having hysteria and all sorts of things that actually don't happen. So this has been sort of bred to be something that's considered uh, not a medicine, but more of a recreational drug. What's really fascinating is that in the early 1990s, um, there was a particular system in the body discovered called the endocannabinoid system. And it's so new that it's still not being taught in most medical schools. And the endocannabinoid system 
is responsible for what's called homeostasis. This basically means balancing. So it balances both the immune system and the nervous system, which we talked about in our last podcast being so important for um, really just modulating all of health and wellness. And so as they're seeing what's happening with this endocannabinoid system and they're recognizing that we have receptors in our body that attach to cannabinoids and that we also create two of our own cannabinoids. The first one discovered was named anandamide, which means bliss in Sanskrit. And this is the one that acts a little bit like THC. THC is the component of cannabis that causes the psychoactivity. Most plants have been bred to have really high levels of this because we've only been using it for recreation. Um, But then there's also another cannabinoid in the body called 2-AG. So both of these are made. We have CB receptors in the brain and the central nervous system. In fact, there are more CB receptors in the brain than any other type of receptor. So this is just completely important for so many functions in the body. Um, and the other interesting thing about it, it's speaking to your opiate crisis, is that there are virtually no receptors in the actual brainstem. And the brainstem is a portion of the brain that modulates breathing and heart rate. And this is why people OD on opiates, because too many of the opiates will slow down the heart rate and stop the breathing and people die. It is absolutely not possible to die from an overdose of cannabis. There is not a single um, uh, episode that's ever been recorded in the history of this plant. And so what they started to discover when they saw that we have this endocannabinoid system um, is really where it can be used for health. The thing that's interesting about um, CBD specifically, which is just one of the cannabinoids, it stands for cannabidiol, CBD doesn't actually attach to any of our receptors. So we have the CB1 receptors in the brain and the central nervous system, and we have CB2 receptors in the peripheral nervous system, as well as in the gut and on the immune cells. So a lot of activation of the immune system can occur um, because there are so many CB receptors on the white blood cells. But CBD reacts very little with these receptors and seems to uh, have more of an it's a little bit of a renegade. It has a lot of different ways that it will affect the body. One of the primary ways is through anti-inflammation. And as we know, a lot of health is related to high, or or lack of health is related to high inflammation in the body. So the CBD can really make a huge difference in decreasing inflammation in the body. It's also an antioxidant. And it's really good at relaxing the nervous system. So it can kind of bring the nervous system into more of that homeostasis, into that balancing. Um, So I don't want to get too far down the road with that necessarily, but I think the important thing to recognize is that we have our own cannabinoid system in the body. We make our own cannabinoids. And just like a lot of other conditions, anytime we're deficient in producing these cannabinoids, it's going to produce a deficiency in our own body. And therefore, we're going to have health-related issues. Um, A lot of pain, fibromyalgia, um, neurodegenerative conditions like MS, Parkinson's disease, ALS, Huntington's, even Alzheimer's have all been shown to have altered levels of cannabinoids when their spinal fluid is tested or altered levels of uh, CB receptors indicating that we're not producing enough cannabinoids internally. And so we're upregulating the receptors to try to grasp onto more. So this is truly, I believe, um, a huge medicine for the future. I love it. You know, the 
roots of natural healthcare have resorted back to such primitive ways. You know, I look at a study, for example, of the Paleolithic man and just in that sense, the human beings that are currently living according to primitive lifestyle. The more you go basic, the healthier you are, you know, and I didn't mention this in the last podcast, but that paleo study changed me for the better because it made me open to privileged information that basically there's, there's societies that exist without disease, without heart disease, without cancer. Think about that for a second. Number one and number two, heart disease, cancer, killing millions of people. Number three, number three is, I'm, I'm going to be sorry, but I'm going to just, just call it how it is. It's medicine. It's properly yep. prescribed, properly introduced medicine that has and such. Yes, I agree. Hundred percent. It's prescribed, taken, and everything by their protocol. There's my air quotes my protocol, they're still dying as a result of it. So we talked about serendipity earlier in the last podcast. I want to grab, hold on, where's my phone? Oh, my phone is. There it is. So serendipity this morning shows up. I have a patient that confessed to me, and I won't say anything uh, referencing her name or anything of those details in confidence. She came to me and said, I said, Hey, where you been? It's been a few months. She said, yeah, um, we got to talk. And she told me and opened up to me that she was addicted to opioids. Mm. It was affecting her financial status. It was affecting her life and relationship with her husband and her daughter. And it was affecting her her family life and her career. So when we were talking about this, my phone was in my office. My phone is a smartphone, FYI. It's a Samsung S8. It was listening to my conversation somehow, somewhere. Because when I got back to my office, I saw (laughs) the fact that it had opened up Apocrates, which is my drug reaction app. Yeah. And it went to Percocet. So I'm going to read to you, everyone listening, the serious reactions to Percocet use. She named 100% of them. So this is a real person in my office, somebody I love and care about because she's a mother. She's She's an entrepreneur. She's somebody that is a part of our community. And when she said, number one, dependency abuse, I got scared. Mm. Then she talked about hypotension, apnea, respiratory depression, respiratory arrest, circulatory depression, shock, seizures, biliary spasm, paralytic ileus, hypersensitive reaction, anaphylaxis, skin reactions, thrombocytopenia, anemia. I mean, and the list keeps going on. I mean, we're talking about like liver and kidney failure these are real these are real problems people you may not see that you may not feel that that's something that could come from years of dependency 
part of my background that I didn't share earlier in the first podcast, I had the ability to volunteer at hospitals and nursing homes when I was a teenager. My friends were out partying, having fun, 16, 17. I wanted to get to medical school. So what did I do? I went and volunteered at a nursing home, hung out with old people. Logical thing to do, you know? You got nothing to do in your summer break, so you go hang out with old folks. So the reality was this. I asked questions, a series of questions, which I propose to you today. Ask better questions to your doctors. You know what? Challenge them. Ask them things. Why this? Why that? So when I ask older folks, what would you do different? What would you do different in your life? What is it that you would have changed? And 100% of people agreed they would have done one of two things. Taking better care of their health and invested more in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, po- our podcasts here in Advance Your Health aren't just about giving you a quick fix, fix your health, fix this, fix that. It's how to live your life. If anything that I can do is give you blueprints on how to live a better life. When we were out to dinner uh, a couple weeks ago, you remember the conversation about the crack in the table? You remember that? <laughs> yes. 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 Um, so if you're listening and you don't have a clue what I'm talking about, I was talking about walking the line. The reality is this. If you want to be healthy, there's a line and it's a fine line. You have to approach it as often as you can. The things that you do, things that you say, how you move, think, eat, all that shit. You have to do something every single day that moves you closer to the line and not away from the line. Today, worked out, had a good workout, ate clean all week. Friday, I'm going to work out, but I'm probably going to, you know, have a cheat day. Maybe drink some wine. Maybe have some fun. But the reality is this. On Saturday, Sunday, whatever the next day is, get back to the line. Just get back. You have to do things in your life on a regular basis, and that's daily, that gets you back on that line. And I think... CBD oil for me is a constant. I'm going to give you a testimony real quick. We haven't talked much about this. So I've been using your product, uh, Flower Child, for, was it been three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, yeah, probably about a month now, almost. Okay, mm-hmm. let's call it a month. We can we can identify with a month. Um, sleeping better, focusing better, digesting better, um, more enthusiastic in the morning because I'm sleeping better. So for all of you that sleep, bullshit, you're not sleeping. You're not getting into the deep sleep that you think you need. You wake up tired for a reason. So if you want to get deep sleep, if you want to get that healing effect for your brain and your body, you need to get into the fourth cycle of sleep, which is like where your brain uh, can repair and regenerate. So CBD oil for me just personally in the last month has been proven effective and my dog yes my dog he loves he loves it he is so calm i I can't even find him he's like passed out somewhere his his behavior though has changed and let's be honest he's an animal he's domesticated just like we are believe it or not you and i are domesticated animals and we live in a, a modern zoo um, we live in confined spaces. We drive on busy roads. We have high stress. 
when you take an animal out of the wild and introduce it into a zoo, is it going to get healthy or less healthy? What do you think, Dr. Kenna? I'm going to go with less healthy. <laughs> Far more stressed out and not in their natural environment. Right. And it's going to become more fertile or less fertile? Thinking about the pandas. Less fertile. Yeah. So all you guys out there in going on the, all these websites, I can't believe the bullshit that's out there. I'm watching TV and it's like advertising to ED and all these other BS diagnosis. I'm like, just fix your life. Hello. It's, it's a result of what you're doing. And, yeah. and for all that BS to just start in the last like two years. Um, yeah. Just so you know, listeners, Viagra lost his patent, so now everyone can produce that bullshit out there. That's why mm. everybody is marketing you from every company. You can go online as a five-minute survey, and a medical doctor can diagnose you with erectile dysfunction. Let me just tell you what. After a few adjustments, we're going to call him patient X. He misses last like week of appointments, and I said, dude, what's up? He's like, yeah, what you've been doing is working. <laughs> My wife and I, we've had amazing uh, relations. And so we got to the, the root cause of the problem, which was he had a pinched nerve in his lower back that goes to his pudendal nerve, which is the innervation for his, yeah. So we got to the root cause of it. And, and this reality is with CBD, it's, it's like, hey, let's get to the root cause of your problem. You talked about CBD receptors in your brain and how important your brain is last podcast can we be honest yeah. maybe you're innately designed to consume a nutrient because i'm going to just be yeah. honest with you and call it a nutrient i don't think it's a drug i don't think it's this that or the other we eat healthy because of the plant life available in front of us yes it's a phytonutrient right so Absolutely. It's a phytonutrient. So this is the thing that's really interesting, too. When you look at cannabis, first of all, it's considered a Schedule 1 drug. And in order for something to be a Schedule 1 drug, it has to meet two classifications. One, it can have no uh, medicinal benefit. And the U.S. government holds two patents on the medicinal benefits of cannabis. So that right there doesn't make any sense to me. Secondarily, in order to be a Schedule 1 drug, it must have a high propensity for dependence. And um, as we discussed earlier, not only can you not OD to a fatality with cannabis, um, but you can't become physically dependent on it either. Your body doesn't get to that place. You might be habitually dependent on something, but not physically. The other thing to consider is um, that you're getting, there's two different potential products that you're looking at. Oftentimes you're seeing CBD as an isolate and uh, that's what they're using for most of the clinical research that's being done right now, which is quite limited. But that's pulling everything out of the plant and leaving only the CBD. And most of the research is indicating that you need significantly high doses of CBD in order to have an effect in the body. When we look at what happens when you use the full plant, um, whether you're looking at hemp or cannabis, hemp is actually a poor producer of cannabinoids, so it takes a lot more of the plant to, to kind of dilute down um, and extract down into a, a potent medicine or phytonutrient. But you can make CBD oil, CBG oil, any of these can based oils from either hemp or cannabis. Um, but you're getting more than just the CBD. You're getting, hopefully, in the right product, a full spectrum 
of all the cannabinoids. There's over a hundred cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. We know a lot about THC, a lot about CBD. We're starting to learn a lot more about CBG, CBN, CBC. Um, but there's also what are called terpenes. And terpenes are the oil component of the plant. They have their own medicinal benefits and they also create what's been named as the entourage effect with cannabis where they heighten the benefits of the other cannabinoids like the CBD. So um, you really want something that's got all the cannabinoids, all the terpenes and the other phytonutrients and chlorophyll that are coming in this plant. Nature knows what is best and so these full with all of their synergistic relationships are going to be far more effective than when you get something that's isolated and really made into more of a pharmaceutical component of a medicine. The other thing that you have to also really be mindful of when you're out there, there are thousands of CBD products on the market. And there's a lot of people that are out there for making their quick buck. I mean, this is a big industry right now as everything's becoming more legalized. But hemp is what's called a bioremediator. So it absorbs toxins out of the soil. It's part of the nature of its job as a plant. It used to actually be required that every agricultural field grow hemp on their land so that the toxins would go into the hemp and then all of the nutrients would go into their produce until that was banned back when the whole Marijuana Tax Act came into being. Um, so you, you have to really make sure that you're getting an organic source of a hemp-based CBD product. Otherwise, you're getting a lot of highly concentrated toxins, and those are going to cause their own side effects, um, including heavy metals. And secondarily, you really want to make sure that you're getting something that has not been made into that isolate, that you're getting that full spectrum. Not every product is made equally. There's different carrier oils, there's different ways that you can ingest uh, the cannabinoids, and those are all gonna affect how you feel and whether it's gonna benefit you or not. So my suggestion is that you work with somebody who has some level of experience in cannabinoids. Um, and I also think it's important for you to recognize that it's an individual medicine. So you can have the same, mother-daughter, same condition of migraines. One may need a particular cannabinoid, the other may need a different cannabinoid to mitigate their uh, migraines, or maybe just a different route of um, how they're getting that cannabinoid. So for instance, anytime that you're ingesting something orally, you're taking an edible or you're swallowing a capsule, it can take 45 minutes to an hour for that to hit your bloodstream, and that's going to be a much slower response. And so you're not going to really know if the quote unquote, medicine is working for you or not as quickly as if you do something, say, sublingually under the tongue, letting it sit there for a couple of minutes. There's a lot of blood flow, so it more immediately absorbs into the bloodstream. And you're usually able to notice some level of benefit within 20 minutes. And so then you can often modulate your dosing better. If you start with a cannabinoid, you want to start with a low dose. You want to activate those receptors, kind of wake them up, get them to a place where they're starting to grab onto these cannabinoids, otherwise you're just going to be losing the medicine. Um, and then you slowly but surely titrate it up over time until you start to receive the benefits that you need. And it's very individualized, no matter the condition, no matter the human being who's taking it or the animal. And I agree with you, my animals are vibrant, they play more, they jump more. It's amazing the way that they act. And they're truly... Um, you know, an unbiased opinion because they don't have any idea what they're taking, but they love it. They want it straight out of the dropper bottle. They don't even want it on their food. 
Um, so that's an, an important thing to consider. You need to make sure you're getting a good source that's an organic source. You need to make sure you're getting something that's full spectrum, including all the cannabinoids, terpenes, and other phytonutrients. So you have the entourage effect and a higher potency medicine with a lower dose, which also then becomes more cost effective for you. And then you want to make sure that you're individualizing your dosing and that you give it time for it to develop and, and take hold in the body. It's an adaptogen as a plant, and adaptogens are balancing, as we talked about before, um, but they also work more effectively the longer you take them. So it can really start to take effect as you have two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and then you can start to see more and more of the benefits. So those are all really important components. Awesome. You know, you mentioned a lot of great stuff in that. The fact that we have the adaptogen and it takes time, let's be honest. I mean, yes. like we originally talked about last podcast was sometimes people don't give it enough time. We have an immediate response kind of expectation. Here, I have a credit card. I'll just, you know, pay for things I can't afford now. And it needs to happen now. Where when you when you deal with CBD and the body's physiology, you have to understand there's a time frame component. It's time and repetition. As I tell patients, it's simple. It's going to take time, and every receptor, every cell turns over at a different rate. And you have to understand that it can't happen today or tomorrow. So give it time. And I agree with Dr. Kenna. You have to have somebody who's responsible in understanding what your needs are individually. Like as a chiropractor, I feel like it can't just recommend a basic adjustment for anybody. It's specific to their needs. When you were on the table and I adjusted you, you had specific needs. Next patient, right. different needs, yeah. different adjustments, different x-rays, different exam. In it. You just come at it with a general response of take four a day, it might not work for you. So what I want to do is I want to get you as a listener in touch with Dr. Kenna. She's the expert, not me. Um, I'm a chiropractor. All I want to do is adjust your spine. I don't want to deal with all the other stuff. So how about this? If this is cool with you, let's get you in touch with the right people for the right reason. And if that's outside of me, I'm cool with that because then you're getting an expert opinion on something that's going to help benefit your health instead of just me telling you what I think generally should work. So Dr. Kenna is going to be available. Um, she's in transition right now. She's kind of moving from one business to the other and uh, leaving the Newton area at CTCA. She's going to transition to something different, but I want you as a listener to be able to get in touch with her in the meantime. So if you direct message me, I can get in touch with her and I can find the best way to contact her, phone, email, whatever's uh, appropriate. And that way you can get the help you need. And I'll be honest with you, CBD has been a big part of my life for the last uh, six months. But over time, I think it's played a bigger part. And CBD, I think, is something that's important moving forward. This opioid crisis we're in is significant. If you don't choose natural alternatives, you're going to get sucked into the medical model, and you'll end up where I was at 16, and I don't want that for you. I think and I believe in my heart 
that nature has a way and if you listen and you do what's appropriate then you can avoid the medical model of getting overdosed and for a friend of mine that died last year overdosed so when it hits home that way you just have to step up take action and just get real because when you lose a friend from high school that overdosed in opioids that tends to get real for you and when you talk about cbd that has killed zero zero people versus a good friend of yours i think that makes more sense so let's be real let's be logical and if we can get you touch with dr kenna and get you the help you need i think that'd be awesome so for everybody listening i want to really thank you um for paying attention and for listening if you turned us off that's okay because that's fine next we're going to the next person who's listening let's be honest i mean i i i don't care to be everybody's biggest fan um but the reality is this like the arugula conversation either love us or hate us cbd is either for you or not for you that's cool just don't discourage it from your friends if they're looking and looking and choosing for that as their option to avoid opioid addiction. When your good friend dies from opioid addiction and you look back and be like, damn it, wish I could have done something. Listen to this podcast, recommend it to your friends. This podcast and listening and sharing is the kerosene for my fire that keeps me going. Dr. Kenna would agree. We as healthcare practitioners need your feedback. Tell us, respond to us. If you don't like me, that's cool too. We're, we're good, we're friends. But the reality is this, if I don't tell you the truth and nobody else tells you, you just walked over the cliff. And that cliff, I could have warned you about, could have saved your life. So listen, have a great day. We thank you. And if you want to get in touch with us, direct message me at noonanwellness.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a work in progress. Hey, so don't, yes. Hopefully by the time this is um, broadcasting, my website will be up, which is soulsage.com. All one word, soulsage, S-O-U-L-S-A-G-E.com. And you can find me there as well. All right, so there's a timeline. Dr. Kenneth told you she's going to get her website up in the next week. Um, <laughs> if she doesn't, that's all on her. But listen, love you all. Thank you for listening. And listen, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't do what I do every day. Oh, and I will be with you. When the darkest winter comes. Oh, and I will be with you.